Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, the only podcast where every week is a brand new concept. I am your producer, Ben, accompanied by your director, Matt, and welcome to episode number 39, Matt. Next week is going to be the big old 4-0. It's time for our midlife crisis. Charm. Uh, you know, man, it sure as hell feels like it. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been good. Uh, recording on a Monday, so the things have just kicked in. I had a very busy weekend, did a lot of little things uh, very frequently, but it was a good time. You know, hung out, relaxed, did this, that, and the other thing. I went to a Alice in Wonderland-themed cocktail interactive event. How have I not seen photos of this? I'm sorry. I, I try. Um, but yeah, it was great. And uh, it was fun. It was kind of, it was pretty lame at the same time, but they tried really <laughs> hard and it was really funny watching Taryn try to giving them the time of day um, because I was like, I'm going to try to love this. And so did she, but it was like, whoo. What, what was it you didn't like about it? It's not that I, we didn't like anything. I There wasn't any particular thing I disliked about it. Just it was, underwhelming. Yeah, it was just, it was it was kind of, it, it was, yeah, it was less than it could have been. Uh, and it was very funny because it was like a Instagram, uh, like a vent Taryn saw. And she sent it to me. She's like, oh, we totally should go try this because it looked really cool. And then it's like you come in and then like the Instagram filter turns off. Hmm. Right, like so, it, it was it was cool, but it was f- and fun, and there was stuff to do, and the cocktails were decent. It was a little overpriced for what the experience was, because uh, like we have we have something eerily similar coming up actually. Oh, there's a, a Star Trek Picard bar oh. pop up that's coming up in L.A. It feels like L.A. get like when it comes to like themed pop ups, I feel like L.A. generally pulls them off a bit better than Chicago would. LA's more used to it, at least. I guess. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. It just always feels like the commitment to these things is really... Like, it's like you... Like a, like a, like a Star Trek Picard thing. Like, I wouldn't want to walk in and feel like someone just threw some, some layering on an existing bar. I, you know, I'd want to feel, like, to some degree, like, transported. Like, for it to really, like, feels like Moss Eisley, not just a bar with Star Wars pictures on the wall. Well, man, you sure wouldn't have liked the WWE pop-up shop, which was just a blank white room with WWE logos on the outside and Roman Reigns shirts inside. Holy shit. That's like going to the square circle. No, dude, it was so much more depressing. Was there like Like, food or anything or was it just shirts? No, there were just two people staring at you, hoping you'd ask them a question. Like about wrestling, hopefully? (laughs) No, about just, like, something to buy. They looked so mm-hmm. bored. Yeah. That's 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 very depressing. Like, the people at this Alice in Wonderland thing didn't seem bored, but you could tell they'd been doing it for, like, a month. Mm. Like, you could tell. Yeah, Another... that, that makes it rough if you're not fully invested. But on the other end, when it comes to being fully invested... Um, Taryn and I went to a off-Broadway production called The Simon and Garfunkel Story, which is a musical tribute to the story and life of Simon and Garfunkel, of Simon and Garfunkel fame. 
Um, they're the Sounds of Silence guys, for those who yes. might not know who they are by name. Uh, but they had a storied history and storied musical history. And these two artists, or I guess a group, and we just saw two of the guys who perform in the play or production, um, put together basically a tribute band concert to Simon and Garfunkel, but in chronological order with like a production and like an explanation. So it is more like a musical, but really it's kind of just a concert with like extra going on. A historical musical concert. Yeah. uh, And it goes in order of their careers and it was genuinely incredible. Yeah. That sounds great. The performers crushed it. Um, They did like the way they structured telling you about the different parts of each person's history. And then the ending, the ending was like extremely triumphant. So the ending really really sent it home i don't have his name in front of me but the uh performer who played art garfunkel um really did an incredible job because at the tail end of the show they hit the ending the ending of the performance career of simon and garfunkel together where they did like this big show in new york and then after after having like broken up and learning to hate each other um they you know did this one big reunion show is the only one they ever did and you you kind of they they kind of played as if that's the end of the show, like the end of the whole like like event that you're at, but then after everyone gives this like big closing standing ovation to kind of like the end of the story, um the uh, the actor and singer who was playing Art Garfunkel came out and did a rendition of Bridge Over Troubled Water, one of their most popular songs. Oh but wow! That has that you know that if you know the song, it has this massive. Like, absolutely massive um, singing port to it. Like, a huge performance, a huge high note, a big note at the end. You know, a big, you know, a like a Tony Award-winning moment, right? And the guy playing Paul Simon, the guy playing Art Garfunkel, been great. Good singers, the whole show. But Taryn, who's a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan, was kind of wondering, like, if they were going to do the song. She was wondering if they were going to be able to hit it, to do it. You know, because it's a true musical moment. And this guy came out alone on stage for the first time pretty much in the whole set because Art Garfunkel never did really any solo musical work, even though Paul and Paul Simon did. So Art Garfunkel, the guy who played him, never really had a moment to sing alone. He was always singing harmonizing or had like little bits, right? And so he came out and did Bridge Over Trouble Water solo. And you could tell like it was he was building up to the big moment at the end. And he just absolutely fucking crushes it. Just sings like a goddamn Tony Award winner and pulls it off. And the crowd like erupts, huge standing awesome. ovation. All these like old people and young people were like blowing up. And you could tell like afterwards, like the other performers supposed to come out and they were supposed to play like one last little jig together, then leave the stage. And as he came out, you could see the look on the other actor's face like, holy fuck, what did you just do? And, and like, you could see him just, like, smiling and tears coming down his eyes. Like, oh, he still awesome. he still had his actor, like, the like the, like the actor shield on. But you could see just, like, tears just dripping off his face. You could see, it like, the light catching on his eyes. And it was really, it was wow. really a special, it was a really wonderful moment. It was a really wonderful show. I'll make sure to shout out the actor um, when I can go find the playbill downstairs. Well, well... While you bask in those memories, we oh. also did two things this weekend. Ooh. 
We first went to GCW in Los Angeles, where we got to see the main event of the major players, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers versus Joey Janela, and returning for the first time since his hepatitis C was cured from his body, X-Pac. Oh, shit. He, wait, he's free? Yeah, yeah, wow. he can he can wrestle now. Which That's awesome. It's always it's always weird watching him wrestle because you know, he debuted on WWF TV when he was like 23. Okay. And then, you know, when he left, he looked like he was 35 because of drugs. Yeah, I thought he was but, like 40 but when in he 2001, retired. he was I think 29 years old. Were you fucking kidding me? What? Yeah. Right now, he's in the same age range as Brian Danielson. Like, he's, I think, a few years older, but he looks like 60. Just That's because... fucking wild. Yeah. But, I mean, he can still work. I, I've, I've really been enjoying the GCW shows increasingly, the more I see of them. Just because, whereas PWG out in Los Angeles has a real... Uh, you know, this is highbrow wrestling. Yeah. Oh, Uptight. GCW is very much like, hey, these are guys who we think are up and coming in the wrestling industry. And even yeah, though they Xbox. use a lot of the same guys, I like that not every match in GCW feels like it's trying to be match of the year. Mm-hmm. I still prefer PWG, but there is a nice quality of GCW. The, it the has its own flavor. Yeah, the two highlight matches of the night were uh, the opening match, which was the Briscoes, a tag team mm-hmm. from Ring of Honor, really good tag team. They fought the team of Juicy Finau, who is a really, really fat dude. Oh, Humek. Yeah. And imagine Humek, but like two feet taller. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, so like the fact he was big almost worked. Because it's like when he landed on someone, I mean, it looked like it hurt. Mm-hmm. And his tag partner, Jacob Fatu, who is the MVP of MLW, and bro, Jacob Fatu, especially live, is just a maniac. Was it? Imagine someone who looks like, you know, back in the day, Umaga, like that mm-hmm. type. Imagine him, except he's diving over the ropes, through the ropes, through wooden doors. I mean, dude Holy just shit. does not care. Flipping everybody off. I'm looking Jacob at a... Fatu is operating on a whole nother level right now. I'm looking at a photo of this man right now, and he looks like he would kill your whole family. Yeah, and it's great because that was the only really hardcore match of the night, and for some reason mm. they put it on the first match of the show. Oh, beautiful. So everyone else afterwards was like having to walk over all these wood splinters and shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, GCW sound... for me is best when they try to stop being ECW. Okay. Because there's a real we want to be ECW undercurrent of them, but it's yeah. when they keep shit modern that they really shine through. Case in point, my favorite match of the night was Ninja Mac which the gimmick is that he's a dude who flips a lot and dresses like a ninja. Oh, is he the one who got thrown off the... And he fought Speedball Mike Bailey, which is a Canadian import, legitimate black belt in Taekwondo. Oh, shit. Okay. And these two fought each other in real life 
like it was Mortal Kombat, except oh, they were talented enough to make it look that real. like it actually works Be- so because it- they were they were selling for each other like a kung fu movie where they oh, just like whip sweet. their head back and forth and like backstep and shit. Yeah. It it was it was revelatory to watch Mike Bailey in particular cuz I've seen Ninja Mac wrestle before um and I think he's got a good upside but he's definitely in the super flippy camp. Yeah, like in the like spot 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 spot. Yeah. But Mike Bailey has a deeper understanding of what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. He has this pure white mouth guard. So when he smiles, it looks like he's giving the biggest Johnny Cage motherfucker smile oh, on the hell planet. Yeah. And like, he's not even trying to be a heel, but I'm like, this guy could be the biggest heel of any company he wants just by flashing that big ass smile. Yeah. With so, that white mouth guard. It's like the veneer teeth. Yeah, so the two of them essentially do Mortal Kombat in the ring for a bit. Okay. Then they go to the outside, and you lose sight of them for a while, and that part kind of sucks. And you're like, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, a bright-ass orange ladder in the corner of the building just gets raised up. Oh, no. And then the two of them fight onto this ledge. So you know the Mortal Kombat stage, Matt? Where which one? Which one? <laughs> where there's the bridge, and then they yes. get uppercut, and then far, 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 far below, there's the spikes. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. So you have it's one of the first like environment fatalities. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that in the Ukrainian cultural center, and instead of spikes, there is one wooden door. Oh no! So these two guys are literally posed up like Mortal Kombat, against a wall 25 feet above a door. Mike Bailey is fighting barefoot. He does the Karate Kid crane kick. I saw that. Holy shit. And then Ninja Mac falls to his death 25 feet below through a wooden door. And you can watch all of this on our Instagram at Forest Times Eternal Official. He drags him back. They go through some extra shit. And Mike Bailey's just so clean, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he wins. He does the whole, you know, Taekwondo. Look, I can kick to the side. I can kick to the other side. Yeah, I talked to him after the show, too. He was real nice. I I mean, mean, we've talked about it a lot. Like, how to make MMA-style fighting look good in professional wrestling. Yeah, just hire people who are actually trained to do that shit. Well, and because like that's the people, all you need to do. Yeah, the problem is you need a you need a partner who also knows how. So you'd have to have like like if they were in WWE, the only person they could have that kind of match against is someone like Matt Riddle, who has like yes. legit UFC experience and like can sell and pull off those kind of strikes. Or like you have to put them with like a Daniel Bryan or like a someone who know like has like some like catch wrestling hard style in them, so who can really learn and do and like know how to sell in a way that doesn't make the them look like shane mcmahon punches i'll be honest it seems like most of the best wrestlers of all time were Mm -hmm. trained to actually know how to wrestle in real life first or ryan danielson kurt angle bret hart yeah like, these are guys who actually know why moves hurt people. And I think that's a big part of what makes them so good. I, yeah, I feel like if 100%. you don't have that, 
you, yeah. there's you're 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 missing something. Uh, and and just to run through the other thing we did over the weekend, we went to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, which is like yeah. a big old. Yeah, it's. I've been waiting to go to this for flipping years, uh, since COVID ruined everything. Mm-hmm. But um, the Retro Gaming Expo is just a fun place with some nice small video game exhibits and a ton of video games to potentially buy. Uh, it's it's at least tangentially related to our topic today. But you know, saw a few of the old school YouTubers like Pat the NES Punk. Well, don't give it. Don't I give bought, it away. I bought Pre- Fire Pro Wrestling Three from him. Ooh. Uh, but it was just fun going out there, and it was especially fun because, uh, unlike wrestling, where yeah. the audience is honestly kind of matured and modernized, yeah, the retro video gaming community is pretty much the stereotypes you remember from <laughs> ten to fifteen years ago. They're Nothing's just all changed. ten to fifteen years older. Yeah. So me coming in there with my fiance mm-hmm. it it blew some minds like there were multiple way? guys who would just stare at rebecca oh yeah That's i mean nasty. like it was I, I mean i mean like she didn't feel weird about it because she didn't understand that's what they were doing she was just like huh i wonder why they're looking at me so weird because you a girl because you a girl that's right there was one guy who walked up to us and said, oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, you guys have any more Star Trek masks? Which is what we were wearing. And we go, yeah. no. He's like, oh, okay. And he just stares at Rebecca. And he's talking to me. Yeah. And I'm responding to him. But he's looking at Rebecca. Mm. It was so weird. I think the best one, though, mm. was as we're leaving a very large man races up to us. He goes to Rebecca and he goes, are you sailor J? Oh no. Oh, I don't even know who that is, but the way you said it makes me very concerned. <laughs> Apparently she's a YouTuber that turned into an actress. So not Wait. an only fans type. Okay. I was like, is it only fans or, or is it porn? Yeah. And also Rebecca is much more attractive. Thank you. Of course. But, of course. It was it was still quite fun. That's fucking hilarious so, and creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was equal parts creepy and hilarious. Oof, oof. So, I'm glad we both enjoyed our weekends. Yes, we both... Yeah, thankfully that didn't happen. To, something like that didn't happen, thankfully. All right. Well, Matt, it's time, I think, that we head into our topic of the day. Before we do, please, we encourage you, claim your stake as our biggest fan just use the message and send it to us on Instagram. Use the message old school. But the Ooh. school has to be spelled with a K. Send that to us on Instagram. Yeah. And you will be our new biggest fan instead of Brennan, who is our two-time reigning defending biggest fan. His place was you challenged and he defeated all rivals. Yeah, and that dude never listened again because Matt insulted Ireland. That's not what happened. All right, let's not let's not keep this narrative. You're gonna get me canceled in ten years when we're making millions of dollars off this podcast. Matt hates Ireland. I, never forget that. One country. Um, yes. But so, on that note, Matt. <laughs> well, oh Ben, should we? What do you? What do you want to call this this episode? I had a couple ideas. Oh Matt, we don't have 
any issue on that end. Oh, fuck. Because today, we got YouTubed. No. No, we hey, didn't. fine. What do you want, then? We get, like, call, I, think, I think a good one's then, now, forever. Okay. Because that's an any actual others? podcast name. Um, uh, oh, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, I had a name. Damn it. Like, retreaded. Um, there was, uh, relics of the past or rel- All right, great relics of Welcome the Welcome to then now forever. This is a podcast where we take a step back through time and look at old YouTube culture and old internet video culture, see where they've gone now and see what came out of these old internet trends, fandoms, and loves. Now, Ben and I have both selected a prime prefix menu of classic YouTube films from both of our pasts. Now, Ben, how, what did you do to, inchu- to inform your decisions? Because you were you already knew exactly what you were going to put. Like, when we talked yeah, about doing I, it this uh, week, you were like, I know all my videos. Yeah, so this is basically born out of a look at how YouTube has changed mm-hmm. over the years and how, you know, online entertainment has been divulged and evolved over time. And so we just wanted to look at some quicker videos from the past to see how that's changed because I haven't watched these videos back in a long time. Yep. And I imagine that they're not nearly as clever as I originally thought they were. And And something that's very interesting about this is that when Ben and I talk about wrestling or cinema or music or anything, we've those things pre predate us. Some of the music we talk about is very modern, and we talk about things that are modern. But the the content sphere existed prior to us becoming fans of it. But I know for me specifically, and I'm pretty sure for Ben, we were both on YouTube when it started. You know, relatively. I was, yeah, yeah, I was on YouTube in 2007 and 2000, like six, 2007 yeah. for sure, and have been an active and like participating YouTube viewer and at one time YouTuber um, for very for since like 2008. Um, and so the I've we've watched the 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 platform go from what it used to be to what it is, and we've done that with other you know things like the WWE. But unlike with WWE, we weren't there at its birth. We came in with a, a narrative existing. This is, at least to me, this was like a huge part of my childhood and my, my growth as a teen and into adult. I still am a huge YouTube fan. I spend yep. hours a day on YouTube. I assume you do too, Ben. Yeah, I mean, YouTube today now, I more like to put shit on in the background. Sure. But yeah. it's honestly still the best resource for snackable bite-sized content. Yeah, and, and there's and, nothing on the horizon that's really going to challenge that. But even that notion has changed over time. Yeah, and I mean, and, and it's also to this day, um, especially now, one of the greatest resources for independent film, independent media, short and long form, high, high production quality um, videos. And I'll talk about a couple different channels today um, that kind of pioneered that notion and then in another episode of this we're gonna have to dive into some other content creators who really tried to push what youtube was but that's a conversation for another time today we go all the way back we go to our deep deep loves 
And so, uh, Ben, I think you should open us up. What do you What do you got for us? Unless you really feel All like right, I well, should. All right, we're going open to open up. up with one of the biggest granddaddies of. Okay, we're going. To, we're going to go chronological. Yeah, we're 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 going to start with one of the forefathers of internet reviews. Um, honestly, if if I had to say it, I'd say that this guy is probably the most influential online reviewer wow on the wow. internet in terms wow. of like video content i i mean i could disagree with you but i'll let i'll let your point stand i it, it le- at least in terms of what i look at um yeah or what i looked at growing up and at least in this world the world of video games it's yeah. hard to argue against james rolf the angry video game nerd yeah, he's one of the, the uh, he he's like he's a the Hulk Hogan. He he's the Hulk Hogan of video game internet reviews. Sure, yeah, I can see that. And uh and and here we have his very first review that he ever posted. Wow. Which was for Simon's Quest Castlevania 2 on the NES. This was before he was the angry video game nerd. Mm-hmm. This is when he was the uh, angry Nintendo nerd. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so we're going to watch it and we're going to chat and embrace what's probably going to be real cringe since this video is originally from, uh, I think, 2006? Wow. 2004 or 2006. Yeah. So, we re- yeah, we recommend you go and watch these videos as well. We'll have all the links to all of these in the description and on, and on our Instagram so that you can follow along without having to type in a bunch of YouTube Links. yeah matt how how much angry video game nerd have you watched uh very little i did not like him as a kid yeah when yeah I, there's I, uh... a lot of content like i don't I, i'm i'm scrolling back through his channel now boy is this man a prolific fo- poster he when... makes a lot of content holy shit dude yeah he, this guy's uh... like a video a week yeah, I, I'm worried to watch this because his whole thing was saying, like, shit and fuck a lot. Perfect. When, like, that was funny for kid me. Yeah, when, like, we're, like, 12-year-olds And he year hammed it up a lot as time went on, and then time went on so long that he had a kid, and he settled down, and he's like, I'm only gonna say fuck in the back half of my videos, just in case, like, a teacher's scrolling through. Jeez. So... He's he seems like a really cool dude in real life. Um he, he had like a yeah, he has like a performative persona. I mean yeah, I've seen yeah. his he's I've not, s- He's not actually like this in real life. Yeah, at least that's what he wants you to think. Although the last time I was at the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. I stood in line for Q and A with him. Yeah. And I was the first person in line right when he cut the line off. So Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. So here we go, Matt. Oh. Let's watch Castlevania 2 from the Angry Nintendo Nerd. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I can be. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. This game sucks. 
This game sucks. Are great classic <laughs> Nintendo games, but for Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, the game designers are awesome. so far video quality. So far, this just first, plays like, like any modern YouTube. Like so many YouTubers do this exact thing, the same vocal style delivery, like scripting. I like how low quality his microphone is, so he's having to like low level hum into yeah. the microphone. But the first problem comes in when it changes from... It's kind of... Night. You can tell he wrote it down, too. He's reading it. He's looking at the paper yeah. in front of him. Man, I remember when I first watched so this, it was like every five minutes. so That's transformative so to me that this It'll guy can criticize video games. Yeah. Just for ten minutes at a time. And and now we have like 45 minute long video essays about Shadows of Colossus 10 years after it came out. Who's your favorite video review guy? Um, do you mean like peer review or insofar as like people who talk about video games? games what's the point because there's either um probably jacob geller okay. um, i don't know if you've ever seen any of his videos no i watched a lot of i asked the question and now i can't think of them um yeah Jace, jacob oh wait is jacob geller the right one yes jacob geller's a video essayist who does he does not just things about um video game and not just about video games but he does video essays about games and movies but he most talks about games and he does a tremendous tremendous job i also like um sir swag he does uh gaming news without the bullshit um every year he also has the best uh news videos on the internet which are um this month's news about the bullshit it's one of the best series out there i post them every month when they come out um, and then I, mo I also really respect uh, Penguin Zero or Criticals um, game reviews. Um, he's become like much more dedicated to reviewing. Um, outside of that, I, I usually just like Google reviews and read them, and then try to watch like four or five different people to try to get kind of like a whole picture. Uh, sit down and shut up is my go-to for board game reviews, though. Mm. Matthew Matos is, is really good analysis of video games whenever sure. he's bothered to do one. Yeah. Crobe, uh, Cat okay. is really good. I like to imagine someone syncing up this Castlevania thing to what we're talking about right now. I'm being really confused. So, I, I'm honestly surprised this, at how... Yeah, and how and how well this is aged. This this sounds like the gaming some of the gaming YouTube videos I watch now. Yeah, honestly, this is aged better than a lot of Rolf this, stuff from frankly, like this, a few years after this. Frankly, this is gonna have aged better than every video we watch. Probably, and I guess honestly, this is a testament as to why he was successful as a yep. video game nerd because his actual video game analysis here is pretty on point. Yeah. Honestly, I think that nowadays he's sort of run out of shit to talk about. Yes. He certainly has, but you know, it's not really his fault. I mean, you were commenting on his output. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. It's, it's vast and he hasn't stopped. In the dungeons, there's no bosses at the end, which is a big disappointment. 
every Nintendo gamester knows that at the end of a level he's complaining about not having bosses at the end I mean I I agree with that especially for an NES level game game and left some of the dungeons just empty like this one so most of the dungeons you go through the mansions to be exact there's nothing at the end oh this is where Simon comes from in the new Smash Brothers game in the rest of the yes okay Castlevania 2 Simon's quest is where Simon Belmont comes from yeah, didn't know that. You go on to the next level. But in Castlevania 2, how would you ever figure out that you're supposed Although, to honestly, I think he's in the first. I mean, when he's in the first Castlevania also. I mean, I, I, I believe you. I don't remember. I played Castlevania once, like, absolutely a very long time ago. It, the uh, the JRPG Castlevanias are so good. Oh, hell yeah. Which, of course, is why they never made them anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, like, okay, well, I, I gotta say, this is a, this is just a solid game review. Yeah, this is, this isn't very, this isn't Especially when this first came out, because that's before, you know, stuff like kneeling in the corner for the tornado to come yes in castlevania 2 became like ubiquitous for people like us like this was just wild to actually see for the first time yeah made it readily accessible and and, and the way he's presented it's i i've i mean i've kind of hammered it over the head but he actively does a style that is the style of modern youtube reviewers like the gameplay talk over there are so many youtubers and content creators that do basically what he did did in this video um and it's really interesting it's very very interesting to see how little has changed yeah to see how little has changed honestly it's this is almost an indictment on modern reviewing isn't it it's very derivative of what the, the only thing that's changed is the games damn <laughs> it shows like how much we're fucking we're inspired i mean we're just inspired you know something works and this this format for but, but video, game reviews, the video game reviews have evolved so little from this outside of full-on video essays yeah where i i think i think some of our other yeah i think that that is the that is the modern lens of it is someone like a jacob geller um and i'm sure there's other people that have done it and i'm just not remembering all their names but jacob geller is like the guy who like if he based on the quality of his videos and how he talks about them like i will watch i'll play any game he recommends pretty much there was and he's the really reason good my favorite game of the year so far was a recommendation of his so i mean mm. holds up there was a really good uh reviewer for a channel called cgr undertow okay which was a secondary channel to classic game room which isn't updated anymore because the guy who runs it would rather write about comic books yeah um but it was a great resource for just like five minute reviews of games a few times a week mm -hmm. yeah just quick and um what i liked with this Derek guy who reviewed them is that he always framed his reviews as a story yeah you know that's like framed around one aspect of the game and that like isn't super wild or whatever but i appreciated that no matter how short the review was he tried to tell some sort of story with it which you know lets you have some sort of hook about the game of like okay this is the game where blah you know yeah this is this is like the 
This is a trick that I, I, story I, I don't gonna believe in. So could you yeah, I don't. I, I just don't think there's a lot of reviews that are like that, even yeah. to this day. It's not as much. So I, yeah, I, I you wish more people reviewed like that. Especially in the short form, you have to go like like into like two hour long YouTube videos for that nowadays. When it comes to actual reviews and not just like analysis, like especially of past games. So that that was 2006. Now that is the beginning, very 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 beginning of yes. YouTube. Yeah, let's let's move and, on because uh, we we discovered a lot less than I was hoping to from that. That was just a, a good video. Yeah. That's aged well. So this one's this one's gonna be an, a, a one-two punch because this creator who made our next video actually followed it up ten years later, and now we're almost ten years after that follow-up. So we're gonna be able to kind of, I think here this is gonna give us a beautiful encapsulated shell. Now, if you spent time on YouTube in 2007, 2008, I almost guarantee you saw this video. I almost guarantee you saw the like four or five little follow-ups that came afterwards. One of the most famous YouTubers of early days. One of the first YouTubers to ever get a feature-length film uh, made about them and their content outside of maybe Fred. This is How to Be Ninja by Nikahita, which was uploaded in 2005. It was opened... This video was uploaded July 25th 2007 and I, I weird flex but okay coming i remember seeing this video when it had under like 4000 views and it currently is sitting at 55 million and the nigahita uh youtube channel is currently sitting at 21.3 million subscribers because this man the man behind this thankfully knew to never let the channel die so ben good lord are you right, ready? I'm ready. Have you seen? Have yeah. you have you seen this, Ben? Do you have a legacy to this? I I, re I remember watching it and being like, "Yeah, it's a video." All right. So I thought this was one of the best things on the internet. This is why I love YouTube. Was when I first saw this. So Ben, everybody out there, let's take a step back through time and watch How to Be Ninja. Three, two, one, play. Man, I hope we don't get canceled for watching this. <laughs> No, this guy's this guy had this guy's fine. It just really matters how you respond to it. Look at this video quality. I I can just I mean, yeah, this is this is 240p. The only way you could upload videos then. I I remember how good this looked in 2007. Well, you just didn't care. I didn't know. <laughs> right. The fact that there are videos at yeah. all. For free. <laughs> this is problematic, and I love every second of it. Do you hear the go? Yeah. Hey, you. Who, me? Yeah, you. Learn that joke that show. joke has yeah. lasted for years picking on you all the time mm -hmm. well then how to be ninja is a dvd for you god it's so raw this is the raw black this metal DVD of youtube your two very it's equally as problematic as black metal as well My name is <laughs> <laughs> holy 
Oh, Matt. Matt, what? we're getting canceled. We're not getting canceled. This is Nostalgia, Bob. Look, this guy never got canceled for this. Resin, Matt. He said <laughs> you said it now. This man should have been in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, but you have to admit, despite how, 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 like, when it comes to the comedy that we enjoyed when we were little kids, this shit's hilarious. Yeah. I still think I, this is funny. It's, it's problematic, but, like, I went and saw the new, new, uh, Jackass movie, and I loved that, too. Hey, I got it. <laughs> Come on. That's good shit. Hitting someone with a BOSU ball like that is great. Pink Panther gimmick? Come on. Look at the editing. I couldn't, I couldn't fathom how this was made as a little kid. Despite having watched substantially better and more con well-constructed editing in movies. Like, I knew he was it's cutting, but it was like... I'm like, whoa, I can't imagine making this kind of video myself. It's it's just just wait. You must be able to be an animal. Even imitate a tree. T posing. It's the birth of T posing. Oh. Yeah, that oh, one's man. bad. That one's bad. That one's definitely cancelable. Yeah, we're on on record. We do not promote the image of that joke. Oh, you had a Dax Flame joke. That's deep. It's just weird because, like, all these jokes in 2007 or whatever were so fresh. And now yeah. this is, like, the foundation yep. of all modern YouTube videos. You know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the video game reference? Come on, this is deep. This should look a little something like this. But it's like, this is some real like Seinfeld isn't funny shit. Yeah. Well, this is this is like the base. This is the origin of this content. Combat. Man, back in the day when it didn't actually matter that joke would you played on YouTube well actually so that these videos have had a huge problems this time have gone on because of copyright claims oh really so they made this they made like how to be emo and like how to be gangster they made they made, like a whole like little series okay, I I don't need to see the bloopers oh wait come on Keep, the bloopers are what make it all right so we'll pause the bloopers but what I think is very interesting, this was a whole, this was what sketch comedy was on YouTube in 2007. And this was like, this was like, you know, the wild west. There was not a ton of, there. it was, it, YouTube hadn't blown up yet. It was yeah. still like pretty niche and, and really it was for kids and teen and like young teenagers. Where now like it is, but it's also for adults. Here, this was just for children. This was- Well, now it's like corporatized. <laughs> and yeah. I, I feel like the important thing of that video is, 
that's like one of the key videos to introducing like 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 what youtube's personality is yes and i mean i know it's not just that video but that's like if you could boil youtube down yeah. into a video it would be that and two th- when you if you want someone to understand what 2007 on youtube it was like show them that video i mean honestly even today yeah it's pretty close it well it gives you it's it's the like this is like the black sabbath to the genre of heavy metal or like the yeah. like the Beatles as it is to rock and roll and like or like the blues as to rock and roll. Like this is the base formula for what proliferated the rest of YouTube. And same the same goes true for uh Angry Video Game Nerd. Now, Angry Video Game Nerd just never stopped making content. I think Nigahita has a an interesting story and and honestly kind of deserves a whole episode on their own, but their channel never stopped he's pull he's still pulling in on average a million views on all of his videos he actually hasn't posted a video in a year yeah uh, yeah he hasn't but up until that point like 5.9 million views 3.4 3.5 1.4 a couple on his podcast was under a million views per episode but every standalone video his sketches were all still well over a million views per video and he took breaks here and there. But at one point, him and his friend who's in that video released one of the first, if not the first, full-length YouTuber movie that was sold um, online to fans. And, like, it wasn't, like, crowdfund or anything. It was just something they made with a production company who gave them money. Um, but one thing that I find very interesting and to kind of show how YouTube has changed a bit um, while also really not changing at all, uh, I'll send you this video now, Ben. But in 2016, they remade this video. They did a sequel. Uh, and, I, and I think for the sake of posterity and and counting the a- aisles of history, we should watch this sequel together. How to be Ninja 2. Let me know when you're at 0, zero baby. Oh, I'm at zero, 0, All right, let's count it down. Three, two, one, Ninja. Dear Ryan, please remake How to Be Ninja. Dear Ryan, can you All right, well, the video quality is improved, yeah. and people's YouTube comments are a lot more important now. Yeah. The sad part is, I think some of you watching are actually younger than that video. Anyway, it's been like eight or nine years. Oh, he did the you're younger than that video bit. Yeah, the dude has gotten a lot more handsome. He's whitened his teeth far too much. Yeah. The, the, the ring light, very 2016. Let's see. The music okay. is very generic he's talking about it being copyright struck back in the day it was like I mean, it wasn't okay to say, but people could say it and get away with it. Today, I can't get away with it. If you saw the original, you he know even addressed it. And last, but most importantly, yep, it's he, probably he one addressed, of my most popular yeah. of all time. And no matter what I the do, joke that we won't repeat made, either. You can never beat the original. That's right. People naturally love the original more. I mean, think about every single movie that was ever remade. The people who watched right, the, the original suit's droning now. Well, that's see, this is what YouTube became, though. He 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 embraced. It's copyrighted music. It has offensive jokes. He embraced what it meant to become a modern YouTuber. YouTuber. He became a vlogger in addition to his sketches. So I'm sorry, I just can't make it. With that being said, man, look at how dull his, his look how dull his bedroom is. He's like a generic. He's like a he's a kid who got rich at like you know 15, and so like now lives a minimalist lifestyle. 
Alright, the copyrighted bit there is pretty good. Yeah, the jokes are a lot more clever in this yeah. one. Wow, they actually went. <laughs> they left the go in. Yeah. That's awesome. You want to learn how to defend yourself? Yeah. Aren't you tired of bullies picking on you all the time? Mm -hmm. Well then, how to be ninja 2.0 is a DVD. I got it. instead of instead of not getting into frame, it was this out of DVD focus that time. Holy shit! He kept it in. Wait, is this gonna be a shot-for-shot shot remake? Yeah, I think so. Do I have to watch the shot for shot remake? Yeah, this is like Werner Herzog. See, this is this is the desolation of being a long-term YouTube user. This happened. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, you have to have references to old episodes. Yeah. Man, these guys think a lot more of themselves now, don't they? Oh yeah, this, you can tell. Then again, their hair has gotten yeah. much better. So. Yeah, the, the, the beard looks great. It's warranted. The fuck? Oh, they kept in the gun a bit. Yeah. So the joke with YouTube is that just make the same joke, but yep, nothing mistakes. Or it, just keep the joke the same. Yeah. This is half the views as the original as well, which I think is extra better. I mean, to editing. Be fair, that's pretty. Look impressive. at the editing. Yeah. You must be able to turn into an animal. Turn into a tree. Or maybe even a. Wait, 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 hold on. We can't say that one. Remember? Why? That's that's a gay slur now. We can't get away with saying that anymore. Right. All right let's just go back and give it a. Maybe even be a politically correct homosexual male. I am just like, equal to, and or equivalent to everyone else in every way. That's worse. Let me just do that one again. That sounded so gay. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man! Oh, I did not. That was almost worse, man. <laughs> I think that was... It's a great example. These YouTubers and people, like some of these people never grew up or changed. Oh, let's see. They're innovating. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, wow, they're actually going into the high production. Of course they are, Matt. This is, yeah, so you, these, well, it's like, there is, like, a whole, like, set of YouTubers who actually became filmmakers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that actually, like, grew up and became really slowly became good at editing. Learned how to, like, do, see, like, actually pulled it off. Alright, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Is this what that GCW match was like? Yeah, but like actually good. Uh, what? This is like shockingly not bad. No, it's it's not. I it's just clearly in LA. Yeah, that too. So yeah, but like when it came to the production style of. 2016 era YouTube videos. This is pretty reminiscent of like yeah. the type of action that like Smosh and other content creators ended up making as they include. Dude, I forgot Smosh was a thing. Yeah, they, yeah, they were. In addition to the huge YouTubers who were doing comedy style videos like this, it was Nigahita and like the other biggest example is something like Smosh or like maybe a Fred, but. But Fred, but Fred isn't actually kind of just ended himself by making himself a TV show. And the Teehee thing literally became a brand for him. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Welcome to the dark hole that is the internet. Now, Ben, I sure, I sure don't know what's going to be salvageable from the audio of the last twenty minutes. Just clips. Um, yeah. No, he's got to leave it in raw for our guests to enjoy. <laughs> Boy, this is going to be the edit job of a century. All right. uh, we're already almost at an hour, too. We both have, like, four videos left. Oh, my God. Okay, well, no more sequel videos. This <laughs> one's four fucking minutes All long. Right. This is the natural evolution of the angry video game nerd, which, as we just learned, is slightly higher production values infinitely more cursing this is the online gamer from 2010 we're gonna play in three two one play so i got an ammo but i took out the sniper with my handgun then i went into the convenience store took out the two guys there disengaged oh, no. the turret picked up double shotties went to the embassy took out three there called an the airstrike dude i like six Man, back when Call nuts. of Duty Bros were at the height of video game culture. Oh, don't worry, we're gonna talk about Call of Duty Bros and after I, this video is over. You. Were you in the war, like the special forces or something like that? Fuck yes. Ninth Prestige Level 4 Brigadier General. Nice to meet you. I'm alcoholic semen. <laughs> What's your game plan? That, holy Hello? shit. <laughs> oh, I'm Ted, this is Aaron. He's actually talking about video games. Like with the thing, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." And he's not. He's not a warrior. Oh, well, I'm Laura. Dude, do not steal my fucking kill. I got <laughs> oh this. Oh my! <laughs> this seems more. This, is th still th funny. Th this seems more real. Play hardcore with a noob tube. Holy shit! I don't know what a noob tube. Are you, are you talking about my tube top? Hey, Laura, do you like sucking on balls? Holy shit! Hey, everyone, Laura likes balls. And oh, balls. this is. She likes hair and nuts in her mouth. She takes it in the What ass. the fuck is happening, Ben? What did... You were calling the video I pulled up offensive? This whole episode is going to get us canceled. I don't think we can release this after this last 
emptied a whole clip. Holy fuck! Yeah, this is the online gamer. I have never. I don't think I've seen this video before, and I can see why. Yeah, it's a Call of Duty uh, mega gamer just put into normal life or a facsimile of. Life. Yeah, it's it's an Xbox 360, Xbox Live individual personified. I think I think this is how a lot of YouTubers saw them. I mean, like, hey, like uh, Call of Duty gamers saw themselves. Like, this is how they imagined they would be if they actually went outside. Like, I don't know if anyone was actually like this. To this to this level of an extreme. Like, we've well, all- No, Matt, that's the joke. That's the joke. No, but like, the sad thing is we know people like Jimmy or Andrew. Veto this shit. Veto, 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 Who were like, borderline this actual guy. Fuck you. What? You wanna take it outside? No. Have I filed bad rep reporting, you bitch? Fuck. Fuck you. Can you believe that fucking dude? You just need to chill out. Did you just say that? Yeah. Dude, you're on my team. Turn up the friendly fire, you fucking team killer. Come out of here. Dude, don't rage quit. Oh my god, you fucking bad. Oh god, oh, another one. No. God damn it, man. <laughs> another one, damn it. Man. Hey, that Against Me shirt's awesome. Against Me is a great band. What are you doing, camping in there? It is, it is, Come on. It is funny how much internet culture kids now use Finally, language like this, though. Oh, wow. I mean, they did then. Yeah, but I think it's it's more ingrained now, where, like, when kids our age were using gamer turns out in public, it was like, what the fuck did you just say? Or well, like, I guess it's... I guess also it's removed, right? It's yeah. It's now in the actual general lexicon, yeah, as for, opposed to... You need to man up and yeah, when kids were doing it, it was like a punk pwned. thing. Now it's like uh, just people do that. So you can't use that. Who gives a shit? Go join a guild and get some gold. Another one, Ben. Come on. You, I needed. I had to go two videos. You know that. You know that. How sometimes we like record an episode and we're like, damn, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> This is one of those moments where we record an episode and you're like, man, we could have watched a Five Stars Under 50 movie together. Oh, fuck you! I will skull fuck you with this Xbox. I just got a boner. Great. Wow. Uh, so, so what, what, what should we take away from that, Vin? That that got eight and a half million views. Jeez. In 2010, July, January 19th, 2010. Yeah, 2010. So that's when YouTube is like established. Popping off. There, that, that's, that's, well, that's like the, that's like the 2010 to 2012. That's like end of the five stars yes. era. So, yeah, so we see a bunch of different eras in YouTube's history. And this was the like offensive kind of crude humor era, um, which goes along super well with I think another video that pairs very well with it, which is a video from 2011. Now, now there was this, and I think there was the other the other lens of this about what was really popular was the crude, over the top humor, and then there was the crude that's so random raw humor, if you know what I mean by the raw humor. Um, so like that that was traditional, and I I knew about those kind of stuff, but I didn't watch that video. Because it was a little, it was too much. It was a little too, 
too 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 like on the nose i guess so to speak but if you pull up the dare matt g video which is from november 18th 2011 it's only three minutes long ben you're okay. gonna after you watch this I, i'm gonna be very curious your response knowing Wh- me which one is this uh dare matt g6 oh i see okay hair dye internet sandwiches and spandex full title right. now this is this is from a special time in youtube and and youtubers like this all really really kind of fell away and changed um but we'll get there now ben are you ready i guess i'm ready man all right three two one play hey guys welcome to dare Matt g look at my beard oh my god what are you doing with your hands lol i'm so weird i'm so random where are my pants he did adore the explorer a bit wait a minute is that Mountain Dew Code Red? Freaking sweet! I don't need pants. Let's jump right Oh my god, this is fucking terrifying. Oh well, I drink Mountain I Dew. Ginger for a day. What? Ginger? Me? No. So I went to the store looking for non-permanent hair dye. And they only had one can of the, red. The amount of editing. Someone said I got a can like, of blue and I got a can of green. The amount of movements this dude is doing with his hands. There's so much. So, uh, here we go. It, why is he I'm keep one like eye half closed? I, I think I that might be a natural thing. And now my hair is all crunchy. And uh, now that I got my hair did, it's totally MySpace photo time. Pants are for douche canoes. Ooh, my space. <laughs> Blue cheese dressing. For safe measure. Uh, olives here. Just a couple. This is fucked, Matt. Olive this juice. is. This was. This has 233,000 views, and it's from. The dude's 10. making a sandwich with his feet. That would be a sexual video I, now. These are end pieces. I hate end pieces! What color is your underwear? Right now it's blue and green. <laughs> he didn't so commit. Oh my god, this is so scary. I dare you to make noises on your head. And ASMR. There's not a whole lot going on up here. I dare you to not laugh at a whole episode of Little People Big World. Well, I can do that because I've got season one right here. Oh, fuck. <gasps> but they're midgets. Midgets. Oh, he <laughs> used <a> bad <laughs> word for little people. Three <laughs> times in a row. A dollar. Baby pics? Yeah, lots. Matt, this I is three. Matt, how is it that the, the only video we've watched today that hasn't had anything long-lastingly offensive is the angry video game nerd? I think that's a commentary on YouTube. I dare you to make a dare video without excessively flailing your arms around. Also, commentary on James role. I have. Thanks for being the nicest mean person. Yeah, I do. One of my videos is distinctly non-offensive. True or false? I haven't also haven't watched this since I was also in like 2011. He's literally just going and yeah. waving his hands. And exercising on camera. The fail. The fail. On a scale of one to painful, how much does a lip piercing hurt? One to painful. It's definitely freaking hurts. Would you ever dye your hair blue? Is it blue? Matt, this is three minutes, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> what was 
This was my normal YouTube consumption for a long time. If you have a question or a dare, leave it in the comments. I used to watch oh God. every one oh of God, his it's, videos. It's over. The, the 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 best part for me is going down to the uh, the description. Uh, oh my god! So this He's episode still making we... video. Oh, oh my yeah. god! So okay. So what I wanted to oh mention my god. is this man never stopped, and by God, have things changed? He looks so much older and sad now. He a like his content went on a fucking weird journey. Like he slowly tried to like keep his like random fun stuff going and it just crumbled and he started to look like scarier and I I don't know if this man was addicted to substances. Matt, he looks like he's 40. If now. you if you look at his uh, July 31st, 2017 video, My Beard Struggle Week 1. I mean, he looks like Steve-O before he went to rehab. Oh my god. Like, I don't and know. His videos now, his latest video did 300 views. And he's still uploading regularly. Wow, he should really... Oh my god, I see the video now. He looks like a heroin addict. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if he did. Maybe he just went vegan. Cause okay, like, well, he's got to get rid of the beard. The beard's aging him. Like dude, the beard years. is scary. I don't. His like, I, I. Oh I, my god. He was the first. He YouTube. looks. Dude, he looks scary. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on this guy because I legitimately did love his videos for a really long time, and he was like a. Like I like I watched a lot of content made by him, but like. Like, there was a point where I checked out and, like, checking back in now, like, I don't know what happened. Like, I think, like, I'm trying to see, I can probably identify when I unsubscribed or at the very least stopped watching the videos, which was, oh, probably around six years ago. Yeah, probably around six years ago when he was doing his, uh, uh matt just like his his videos where he put his name in his own videos like get paid to watch netflix racks of secondhand sadness six reasons to hate summer outside versus inside this or that i think i had checked out at that point that's fair all right well i only got one more video left i do too i got a feel good video to end things too so i'll let you oh i typically have two videos left but no you get one matt oh i don't get one okay i'll go with a happy one then all right, this last one shows a bit of a YouTube success story and how people who are professionals started using YouTube um, to gain their own grassroots following. Matt Cardona, who I talked about earlier, this is one of the earliest episodes of his YouTube show back in the day, Z to Long Island Story. This one's from April 2011, and this is um, Zack Ryder, who at the time was an enhancement talent in WWE, pretty much doing anything to gain enough clout to not get fired from his job. So let's see how that worked. And the answer is pretty well in the next two minutes, 58 seconds, Matt. We're going to press play in three, two, one, play. This was one of my, like, first legit, like, never missed an episode things. The top top comment from 10 years ago is your storyline with your dad is more coherent than most angles on Raw. And that is still true. 
Like, this is the early version of being the elite that yeah. led to things like AEW, you know? Well, so was he... It's wild that this is where it started. So he was on WWE when this was out, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did this all in spite of WWE. Yeah, but he, he was... Gave him, like, a pity push. He, he was contracted there at the time. Yes. This is the WWE. This was the good shit. Oh, my... What? This is a boat with Zack Ryder. This is the WWE. Oh. Missing the boat. With what? Rider. Any questions? What? That shit when it <laughs> first aired was amazing. Broski of the Week is another member of the Zack Pack. I have no idea what your name is, but I thank you for holding up a Broski of the Week sign. See? Content night. engagement. Yeah. Hey, Zack. What are you doing? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I know it took him 11 years. He's super over now. Oh, he ripped his pants. If you've been watching this show for the past couple of weeks, you know that me and my dad had a fall. What? It's because his favorite superstar is John Morrison and not me. I believe that. I believe that's factually true. It's upsetting. His so dad is a body guy. Oh, shit. Okay. Hope this goes well. Dad, I'm home. Dad, what's that music? Dad, what are you doing in there? Dad, 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 what are you doing? Dad, is that mom's car? Dad, what are you doing? Dad, Dad, what are you doing? This is it. The moment you've all been waiting for. I promised it for weeks. John Cena on my show right now. Here he is, John, John. John Cena probably legit, genuinely enjoyed that. Oh yeah, Cena loved Zack Ryder getting himself over. Yeah, so fucking subscribe to this man's channel. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, and buy his T-shirts. Okay, not on WWEShop.com. Spike we'll take care, woo, spike woo, your woo, hair, woo woo woo. You know it, bro. Woo woo entertainment. Fuck yeah. I I think Zack Ryder was always awesome. And like seeing him express his creativity through these videos mm-hmm. legit got him popular enough to have a title run. Yeah. And it should have been it, it those videos were popular enough that he got chanted over the rock in the rock's first match back after a 7 year absence in Madison Square Garden. That's awesome. More people wanted to see Zack Ryder than the rock. Yeah, I believe like, it. I'd want to see more. Like like that's awesome. And Zack Ryder had to reinvent himself fucking again on his own and he did it again on his own incredibly successfully great as matt cardona current nwa world champion same as harley race dusty Rhodes, rick flair yeah damn (laughs) damn 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 what a bro so uh yeah so i don't i don't know what the thesis of today is matt but that's all i got for you so take take us away I write us out into the sunset here. I really, I have two, I have two. You pick r- one. I know I have two realms. Do you, do you want, do you want to end on a happy gem from the past that ended well? Or, sure. okay. 
So I've I've talked about this content creator on Instagram before, and uh, we could probably go out um, on this song because this is a song that he made, and to me, this really encapsulates how kind and nice YouTube could have was, despite all of the crude and fucked up and generally kind of sad humor we've experienced today outside of matt cardona and matt cardona um youtube has changed a lot but there's oh it's always been a platform for people to express themselves that's what it was it's a it's a free platform whether it's zach Ryder trying to get himself over and promote his character or it's the angry video game nerd trying to talk about and like criticize video games in a way that wasn't really happening at the time nigahita making short form sketches that are wildly offensive and then following them up with an arguably more offensive video 10 years later um, or anything in between. And I think this guy, and I just sent you the video, Ben, Charlie is so cool. Like is, was probably one of the first huge YouTubers from uh, overseas. He was a, he was one of the first UK vloggers that blew up an entire subsection of youtube we saw like dan and phil we saw charlie is so cool like uh we saw alex day who also went down a drain and blew himself up uh we saw tons there's a ton of people who took the style and the representation of charlie is so cool like and personified it repeatedly and thankfully and i think in a way that i find almost more beautiful than someone like Nigahita going back and remake a video and still being a huge YouTuber or angry metal guy, uh, angry video game nerd just never stopped and just kept chugging along. Uh, Charlie, Charlie McDonald or, or the character that was Charlie's cool, like just actually ended it. He, he wrapped up his channel openly said the character he, he used to portray on YouTube when he was a kid was a safety net that he invented to keep himself safe. And when huh. YouTube was being run by children, which you can see by the humor that, w- that Ben and I laughed at throughout this thing, it was being run by kids like Ben and I when we were in middle school. When the kids who were in like freshman years in high school were like 16 years old, were getting onto a platform that was largely populated by people at a maximum age of 16. And some of them have really blossomed and grown into beautiful, beautiful creators like Philip DeFranco. A man who was around from the beginning and continued to evolve and managed to evolve outside of his stigma and some of the shitty videos he used to make. Or someone like Charlie McDonald who realized his dreams on YouTube and then came to terms with himself as an adult and realized that his dreams weren't on YouTube anymore. And was actually grown up enough and we got to see him go through that that he stepped away from YouTube completely. Unfortunately, and this is sad, he did, one of his big shows ended up on Quibi. Oh, no. Um, and now he does live streaming occasionally. Um, but irregardless, uh, Charlie McDonald... Hey, if he got a Quibi show, that yeah. means he made a lot of money. Yes. Um, Charlie McDonald was and is probably one of the most important YouTubers um, to ever live where... Uh, the essence of, of like how to be ninja represented what YouTube started as this, this video that I, I we're going to watch together and, and kind of go out on here 
um, is a video that showed like the heart, the the positive, the like the the aspiration of what YouTube could be. All right, let's see if this can salvage this matter. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. This is just a cute, happy video, Ben. Solid editing skills. Yeah. Oh, this is so refreshing compared to the last yeah, ones. Yeah, this, this is, this is the, this is the, the mood, this is the energy I try to find. Like, someone like Bo Burnham was a contemporary who came after, um, Charlie and really... If he came after, he's not a contemporary man. Well, I mean, he, he came after Charlie started and became a contemporary. He wasn't there from the same beginning, but he was active while Charlie was active, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're insufferable. Your acne's terrible. Your sunny and there's a... This, this video is a great thing, because in 2009 and 2010, there was a whole microsphere of YouTube music that wasn't corporate, was not part of the sphere that it is now, and isn't what YouTube became this was to me this this video represents the aspiration of what youtube could have been because this this turned into a full album he released and uh, and these videos this is 10 million views uh it has less views than those other videos but i think that's because it's inherently not angry it's it's just he's happy to be producing and making something and it's genuinely nice yeah, it is. Uh, this really doesn't feel like it exists very, uh, anymore. Not, At least it's not promoted. Yeah. You have to go and find like these deep, long-form video essays that we could do an episode about a single one of them and respond to. But when it comes to early YouTube, these kind of fun little videos were, I think, very important for YouTube being the safe, the safe place it, it had the ability to be. Um, without letting people with you know the the war was lost between channels like this and channels like the online gamer <laughs> um, but this was happening at the same time and and I I feel lucky that this is where I was on YouTube in 2009 like I remember this video coming out I I still have a this on CD from when he released his album. I don't, I don't, and this was from DFTBA Records, and you know, wow, that's really sad. The uh, the old DFTBA site that used to sell his uh, his record is now a buy Instagram likes uh, link. Well, we learned something today. We learned that YouTube has dramatically changed and it's still the same thing. I guess it's a corporatized, bastardized version of what it used to be. And it requires a lot more effort to find 
similar gyms to those that existed decades ago. And we'll and we'll. If anything, Matt, it means that YouTube is like WWE. <laughs> no. <laughs> And you know what? Sometimes you just have to wait until the fourth time's the charm. I'm sad now. Good night and good morning. Now looping the audio, pink guys, shut the fuck up so everyone knows what YouTube's really about. Good morning.